Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 9th Avenue, just across from the Dillon Grade School. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. Good morning once again, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry from the Liberty Baptist Church. Hard to believe it is November. I cannot believe this year is almost over. We are getting close to the holiday season, but we are glad you listened today. I hope you get a blessing from the program. I encourage you to email any questions you might have and or jokes that you would like uh, to share. I enjoy just trying to throw some humor in at the beginning. It's good to try to get people in a good mood. It's our way of helping you just kind of wake up, uh, go to church with maybe a smile on your face in a good mood. And just a couple of funny little stories I want to tell you this morning. First of all, there was a Sunday school teacher that was describing that when Lot's wife looked back at Sodom, she turned into a pillar of salt. One little boy interrupted and said, My mommy looked back once while she was driving, and she turned into a telephone pole. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. Let's try this one. Uh, This one's also about Lot. A father was reading a Bible story to his young son, and he read... The man named Lot was warned to take his wife and flee out of the city. But his wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. His son then asked, What happened to the flea? Well, I thought it was funny anyway. Well, I had a request to do some more Chuck Norris jokes. And of course, my arm did not need to be twisted for that to happen. I know some people don't get these and don't think they're funny, but I think they're hilarious. And so I'm going to share them with you this morning. But, of course, yesterday was Halloween, and some of you may have heard that Chuck Norris, he went out as himself and got twice as much candy as anybody. Once a zombie bit Chuck Norris's leg. After five days of excruciating pain, the zombie died. Chuck Norris doesn't walk forward. The earth rotates backwards. Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the world down. Chuck Norris once shot down a zombie with his finger by yelling bang. Chuck Norris once got hungry and ate an entire bottle of sleeping pills. He just blinked. Chuck Norris can kill two stones with one bird. When Chuck Norris sends in his taxes, he sends blank forms and includes only a picture of himself crouched and ready to attack. Chuck Norris hasn't had to pay taxes ever. All right, let's see if I can get to do this one. <clears throat> Chuck Norris once roundhouse kicked someone so hard that his foot broke the speed of light, went back in time, and killed Amelia Earhart while she was flying over the Pacific Ocean. That mystery was finally solved. And last but not least, what was going through the minds of all Chuck Norris's victims before they died? The answer, his shoe. <laughs> well, anyway... I hope those. I hope you thought those were funny and appreciated those. Those are ones you can send to me if you ever want to just be an encouragement. Uh, you can send me one of those, and I guarantee you I will get a laugh from those. But right now I want us to go 
uh, to the scriptures, and I, w- I just want to share a few things with you. Last week, I kind of kicked things off with this passage, and I, w- I want to read it to you again. Of course, yesterday was the big Halloween, and uh, this is the time of year everybody's watching you know, all the scary movies, getting scared about everything, scary decorations. Everything's scary, okay? And we talked a little bit about that last week, but in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Sound minds are something that is are becoming less and less common in America today. We hear talk of mental illness all the time. And I think a big part of the problem in our country today is just simply the news. All right? I mean, you want to watch something scary, just watch the news. It's depressing what's on there all the time. We always have something that we're supposed to be scared of and our world just loves to scare people. I mean, I've heard it said before, the greatest terrorist in the world, you know, terrorism is all about spreading fear. Well, I think our news media would be the number one terrorist, if you ask me. And they do. They love to scare people. But here's the thing. People love being scared. I mean, and here's proof that people just love being scared. We can't just blame the news media you know, and act like, you know, we're just a bunch of helpless victims of them. We want this. We ask for it. And so, you know, and to illustrate how true this is, okay, because the news media, they love reporting doom and gloom. And there's a reason for it. Doom and gloom gets the ratings. It See, the news is all about making money. And let's just suppose that we decided we were going to start a news organization And we're only going to report good news. You know, there's plenty of good news going on in the world. There are good things that happen every day. But let's just say, what you know, I started a news program where we just focused on good news. How do you think it would go? You know, this would be maybe some of our top stories. You know, politician tells the truth. Okay. Now, I guess, I'm sure they tell the truth quite a bit, but we only hear about the lies, don't we? You know, maybe here's a headline, you know, pastor remains faithful to his wife for over 50 years. We love hearing about the scandals, not the people that are doing things right. You know, pastor is honest with how he handles the church finances. He was under investigation and was proven to have never done anything illegal with the money. That won't be in the news. Nobody's going to pay attention to that story, even though that happens all the time. You know, what if our in our weather segments, you know, we reported... Normal weather expected over the next year. Combination of spring, summer, fall, and winter. You know, isn't it funny how, you know, the news, I mean, they just go nuts. Like, when it gets cold, you know, I mean, what's going on? Breaking news, you know, we're going to go below zero. These things happen every year. You know, breaking news, there was a hurricane. Breaking news, there was a tornado. You know, like these things have never happened before. They happen every year, but yet every time something big does happen, it's always because you know we're about to you know enter into the end of the world because of climate change and just they scare everybody to death with this stuff. But you know think about this too. You know, like I said, if we just reported the good things, the good news, you know, we would we would fail. If it was a headline, you know, beautiful 72 degree weather today, you know, nobody's going to pay attention to that. Nobody's going to share that story. That's not going to capture anybody's attention because we love to be scared and so the news media they accommodate us i mean look at how many things that were supposed to kill us over the last few years i mean just in recent history just this last year 
we had this huge measles scare. I mean, there was like 50 or maybe 50 to 100 people in the United States that came down with the measles. And man, they had the country in a panic. They had Congress, you know, getting together, trying to figure out what to do about it. We've got to have, you know, mandatory vaccines to, you know, solve this problem, to stop this pandemic. And boy, I mean, it was all over the news. And I'm going to tell you right now, when that whole story was going on, I wasn't scared about the measles. I'm not worried about that at all, but I was nervous about what the government was going to do about it. I always get worried when they get involved with things. But in 2014, we were all supposed to die of Ebola, but nothing really happened there. In 2009, we were all supposed to die of H1N1 or the swine flu. In 2006, we were all supposed to die of bird flu. I mean, they had people scared of birds. In 2002, we had the West Nile virus that was supposed to kill us all. And, I mean, look at all that we've survived. I mean, we just survived the blood moon in September that was supposed to usher in the end of the world. And we were, we were all supposed to die. But it didn't happen. Well, the news media, they love to report on this stuff. And I'm not saying we can't take anything they say serious. But I think we need to understand that they are in the business of getting ratings and the American people love to be scared. I mean, if they make, if it was on the news that there was a new horror movie being made, it was the most violent, most gory, most scary, I mean, movie ever, the movie theater would be packed. People wanting to go get scared and grossed out and all that stuff. Our world is sick. And the stuff that the news media is reporting, they're giving America what they want and... I believe it's getting to the point where it's just unhealthy, where, I mean, we're getting messed up. You know, people are inspired by a lot of these gory movies, and then they go out and do the things they see on television. And where we watch all this stuff on the news about all these horrible things that are going to happen, and people begin to think it's reality, and they start, you know, going crazy and getting all doped up, needing to get all doped up on meds and turn into alcohol and drugs, trying to figure out how to cope. And what people need to do, though, we need to get our focus on the right things. We need to remain calm in this scary world. And there are scary things that are going on. I think, you know, there are some, I mean, what's going on in Europe right now with uh, all these uh, people from these, you know, different Muslim countries going and basically taking over cities pretty much. I mean, that ought to be scary. I'm worried about them being brought into America and what's going to happen if we're not careful. But, you know, the truth is, Worrying about stuff has never really helped anybody, has it? And what does the Bible say that, you know, how we should handle these things? You know, what can we learn from the scriptures this morning to help us handle all these things? Well, first of all, one of the biggest worries that people have, you know, you watch the news and you hear about, you know, the how fragile our economic situation is in our country and about how you're going to lose your retirement, you're going to lose your savings, you know, everything's going to fall apart. You know, it's coming any day. I mean, there should just be this financial collapse. And we are told to worry about these things all the time, yet the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 8, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. God knows what we need to survive. And he's told us not to worry about these things. You know, the Gentiles or the heathen, they worry about these things. But God has told us not to worry about our needs. He's told us that. But yet we watch programs all the time that scare us to death about our needs. 
we watch the news, then we'll sit there for 20 minutes while they explain to us how everything is going to fall apart economically. And then we spend five minutes in between segments watching commercials telling us about all these things that we need to buy, all these luxury items, things that we don't need and how, you know, making you feel like, you know, there's something wrong if you don't have those things and people are just in a panic over their finances all the time, even though they're not hungry, even though they've got a roof over their head, even though there's clothes on their backs, they're still in a panic and in deep depression because they feel like they don't have any security. And I believe it's because of what they're pumping into their head. They're getting scared from the news all the time. And the Lord told us to take no thought for those things. He, you know, Our God knows what we need. You know, we sit around worrying about things that are beyond our control. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? You see, you're, listen to that, folks. Is the life not more than meat and the body than raiment? Well, that's what most people's life is all about. Our things, you know, what can I get for myself? That's all people care about. It's all they think about. The Bible says there is so much more to life. There And people are obsessed with these things that are not important, that are not of any eternal value. Matthew 6, 30, 34 says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And what that verse basically means, you know, saying don't worry about tomorrow. You know, tomorrow's going to, it, it can worry about itself. And then notice it says, Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The Bible's telling us there are going to be bad things that come. There are going to be catastrophic disasters. There's going to be horrible things that take place. But is worrying about them going to stop them? I could sit around worrying about earthquakes. But is my worry going to prevent one from coming? Is it going to affect it one bit? Absolutely not. And so God told us, don't worry about those things. Just stay in the will of God and trust God that he'll take care of you. But we do, we worry about these things. We obsess about them. Sometimes we even just worry about things that are in the past that we can't do anything about anymore. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, it says, But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. Sometimes we get all upset and we worry ourselves and concern ourselves thinking about things that we've lost. Maybe thinking about people that we've lost. But in the Bible it tells us not to be ignorant about them because if we, if we're saved and if they're saved, we're going to see them again. The Bible's told us not to sorrow as others which have no hope. There's Listen, there's plenty of people out there that they just have no hope in their life. They, they have no uh, belief in the Scripture, no belief in God. And they are going to be hopeless. They are going to be messed up. But if you're a believer today, you shouldn't be that way. You know, we're going to see those that we've lost. So, you know, don't, it's okay to sorrow, but don't do it like others that have no hope. Your sorrow is not going to bring them back. You know, your obsessing about it is, isn't going to change anything. It's not going to make anything better. But, you know, and we, we can't help it. We can't help what's happened in the past. Maybe you lost someone by an accident. You can't go back and undo that accident. 
simply by worrying about it. You know, you can't do it. Sometimes we obsess about the things that we've done in the past and we worry about them. But you know, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.13, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Thinking about, you know, mistakes that you've made. Okay, obsessing about them, letting them keep you down, it doesn't do you a bit of good. You, know, you can't go back and undo your mistakes. and But you can move forward. You can learn from them and move on. And he said in verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Even though Paul had lived a wicked life before he had gotten saved, even though he had made some terrible mistakes, he still was pressing toward the mark of the high calling. He still could do great things for God. God wasn't done with him. And if you're alive today, God's not done with you. And so, don't sit around worrying about the things in your past. But if you are determined that you are going to worry about something, okay, you're just one of these people, you're prone to worry, and you can't help it, here's some things that you can worry about. How about start worrying about God's will being done? Matthew 6.33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Why don't you start trying to make sure you're doing God's will? Why don't you make sure that you are seeking the kingdom of God, that you're putting Him first in your life? Your, that your prayer in Matthew 6.10, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why don't you start doing that? Why don't you, Why don't we sit around and obsess about whether or not we're doing God's will. Why don't we sit around and obsess about whether or not we are pleasing God in our everyday life? You know, we worry about things that we can't help. And here's the thing. You can help whether or not you're in God's will or not. You can do something about that. You know, I can't do anything about, you know, what are the leaders in our country do. We like to sit around and worry about what our leaders are going to do. We like to sit around and worry about our president and our politicians and uh, whether or not they're going to take the country over the cliff or not. But the truth is we can't really do anything about that. But we can do something about ourselves. We can make sure that we are in the will of God. You know, We can make God's will the priority for our home. You know, we can make sure it's God's will is a priority for our churches. I mean, we can, we can do that and everything. You can make sure that you're in God's will when it comes to your occupation and just everything that you do. We can... Do that. Worry about being in God's will. Think about that. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Why don't you start fearing God? Okay, fear God, and you'll start to become a wise person. And uh, another thing to worry about. I mean, okay, well, so how do I know what God's will is? Well, the first thing you need to make sure is that you're saved. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Some men count slackness. But His long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If you are not saved, it is God's will for you to get saved. That is God's will for your life. God does not want you to die in your sin. He does not want you to spend eternity in hell. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, but that's up to you. Okay? That's something that you've got to decide. Hey, am I going to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, or am I going to just continue, you know, rejecting 
that plan of salvation. I'm, I'm going to accept all the lies of the world. What are you going to do? You know, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Stop believing in humanism and all this other junk that's being taught in the world and shoved down our throats. And believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you need to do. That is God's will for your life. You know, worry about your spiritual condition if you're saved. Ephesians 5.17 Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I don't know what God's will is. Well, start reading your Bible. Start studying God's Word and find out for yourself what God expects from you. If you're saved today, I've got news for you. God expects some things from you. The Bible talks about you know, things that accompany salvation. When you get saved, God expects something from you and you need to find out what it is. You need to read your Bible. You, know, you need to go to church. You need to start learning more and more about Him. God expects some things from you. And most people, they have no idea what God's expectations are. And it's because they're not even trying to find out. And if you really want to worry about something, worry about that. You know, why don't we start worrying about what God thinks? Romans 14.10 But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Many people are obsessed and worried about their you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. They're worried about what everybody else thinks. But understand, one of these days you're going to stand before Jesus Christ. Why don't you worry about what He thinks? Unfortunately, He's the last one we worry about sometimes. Before we make any decisions, you know, we got to check with all our friends and see what they think. You know, we got to, uh, you know, we get, we are more influenced today by what people like and dislike on Facebook. You know, I, said something on there and I got 10 thumbs down. I'm never going to say that again. We do. We get so obsessed about what our friends think and a lot of times people who don't even really care about us and we have completely forgotten about what God thinks. And the truth is, if God's okay with it, it shouldn't matter what the rest of the world thinks. You're going to stand before God one of these days, worry about what He thinks. And the truth is, you know, the fear of the Lord and obedience to His Word is the one thing that can bring peace to your life. John 16 verse 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In me, in Christ, that's where we get peace. And unfortunately, most people today are looking for peace in the world. And you know what Jesus said after that? In the world, ye shall have tribulation. Okay? This world is always going to be a mess. There's always going to be wars and things. There's always going to be earthquakes and natural disasters. There is always going to be evil in this world. There will, there will always be murders and thefts and all those things going on. Those things are always going to be going on. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And if you will just stay in the will of God you can be at peace in the midst of a world that's full of chaos and confusion. And that is what God wants for you. But we've got to start worrying about what He thinks. And so if you want to fear something, fear God. Make sure you're in God's will and you'll be okay. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com or you can email them at libertybc2011 at att.net.